and welcome to The Connected Generation. My name is Nikia Anani and I am the host. This week's episode was fascinating with Guillermo Salazar and we went deep on storytelling and how storytelling it can be a critical piece in ensuring that we have multi-generational businesses and multi-generational wealth. He believes that family businesses need to have more storytelling. And I learned so much, so, so much. The distinction between characters and myths, the point that we all have an opportunity to be a hero. It's not all about the founder. I don't want to spoil it, so have a great listen. Thank you. Hi, Giamma, welcome. Welcome to The Connected Generation. It's great to have you here. Thank you, Nikki. Awesome. Can you just explain more about your story, how, you know, how it is you've gotten to where you are now and why you're so passionate about family businesses and next generation? Well, yes, it's as, as everything, it's a long story. I come from a family business. It was a family business that was devoted to construction and the specialization of the family business was doing roads and bridges. And I think that- Wow, that's like our family business as well, actually. <laughs> yeah, that was like a metaphor for what came after uh, when mm-hmm. I, I tried to uh, specialize in helping family businesses to go through their ways and to the path that they build and making the connections that uh, can create the relationship that lasts in families. Mm-hmm. And so my specialization was family relationship. And mm-hmm. I have, I have a, a diploma in, in family therapy and I've been working with the soft side of the family business consultancy for 20 years, more or less, and still have a, like a lot of energy to keep on going with this for a long time. So what I've been doing is helping families that are in transitions, helping the next generation uh, to create the proper mood and, 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 and conditions to create the valuable um, conversations that they should have in order to you know, give the opportunity to the next generation uh, to uh, build their own future. And, and that's basically what we've been doing uh, with my team. I, I lead a, a group of consultants and we are always searching for new f- ways of, of, of connecting the, the previous and the, and, and the next generations. That is basically what we are trying to explain today. One of the ways we do it. That's incredible. I love the fact that you said, you know, your family's business was in construction, building bridges and roads. And that's a metaphor for what it is that you do now, really facilitating connection between generations in family businesses. So you have some ideas on how um, storytelling can play a prominent role in creating this bridge or road between the generations. Can you tell us why should we use more storytelling in our family businesses? Yes, well, I think that everything is always connected with a metaphor. Uh, the way that we can create the construct of the models of our thinking, uh, it's always related with some metaphor that we already know. And 
I would like to start from the beginning. Uh, what, what really uh, helped us understand why do we need to tell stories? Why do we need to create uh, uh, a connection with the symbols of our story? And it all uh, led us to Africa. Everything is related. Really? Yeah, everything Yay. is related to the origin of the man. Mm. So it was about 70,000 years ago that the Homo sapiens created the capability of imagining things that they could not touch or smell or even see. So when, when they start, when the, when, the, when the Homo sapiens started to imagine things, it was the first great revolution of the human race. It was the cognitive revolution. This is, there is a, a very interesting book of uh, Yuval Harari, he talks about the three great revolutions in human history. The first one was in Africa. It was the cognitive revolution. It was mm -hmm. when the man started to imagine things. So he could talk about things that didn't exist. And that led, us, led them to create a common sense, to create larger groups of collaboration that mm -hmm. they could use that collaboration uh, to conquer the world to look for mob food, to create cities, to war, to everything that they needed to, to uh, enlarge the power of the presence of the humankind in the world. So it all started there. So when we start to think about why is it important, uh, why do we need to create things like mythology mm. to communicate ourselves? This is what it really means to belong this is what it creates our identity. And the way that you start to go down, down in the scale of the communities, we will always find the main of our communities, which are our families. And our families have their own myths, their own legends, their own history. And the way that we use to create this common ground of identity in the family is through family history and storytelling. That's, that's so incredible. So storytelling, you know, in its origins had uh, a way to influence and to inspire and to, to really rally people towards a, a common cause. And there's this book I read a couple of years ago, Building a Story Brand by Donald Miller. And in it, he says um, that storytelling is the most persuasive form of communication that we have both stories um, that we hear from other people and stories that we tell ourselves. Um, and so that's really interesting. So how can we infuse more storytelling in our family enterprises? So we have, you know, fam founding generation that's now moving to the second generation, even though quite often the next generation may have been alive when the, the, the business was started they may not necessarily have color on you know the origins of the business the the why of the business so how can we use more storytelling in our family enterprises mm -hmm. well that's a very interesting thing because basically when we talk about history we talk about the model of remembering things and the things that we remember it's it's uh its main components are the thing that we can recreate and the thing that we forget. So every time that we tell and retell a history, 
we are talking more about mythology of the family than the real facts of history. So uh, one thing I've been working with every time that I work with a family is that we do a, a main exercise, which is recreate the history of the family. And we reunite all of the members of the family we can work with. Usually we work with families from second to third generation. So uh, one of the main um, requirement for a myth to be well-established in a, in a family history is that you need at, at least three generations because most of the histories are around the founder mm. and the founder becomes the myth. And when the third generation knows the myth, usually they can, they can know their grandpa and grand, grandmother, mm -hmm. uh, but they didn't live the life that they could be witnesses of those uh, myths. So it, it creates the situation that's perfect for all of the mythology that creates the, the, the environment of this mm -hmm. history of the family. So in second to third generation, third to fourth generation, we really have this en enrichment of values and principles that created this particular person. Mm -hmm. And this person always answers to the same the same um, path of the myth of the hero. And mm. as, uh, as the, the, the book by Joseph Campbell, when he depicted all of the main characters, all of the, of the plots of different cultures of the hero, and in every culture, it's always, uh, it's always possible to depict the same history of the hero with the, the three main uh, parts of the, of the path, which is the ordinary world, the special world, and the return of the hero. So when you recreate the history of the family around the, the, the myth of the founder, it, mm. will, it will do exactly the same path of the hero and everything matches. Mm. And it's all about how do we create the world that we live in because we have this myth and how is it possible that we can belong to this history? Where, where, where is my role? Why do I, why do I, uh, I'm, I'm connected with this myth? Mm. So that's, that's the way that we create that. That's really fascinating. And, you know, sometimes stories can be a source of inspiration and sometimes they can be a source of intimidation. Yes. So how do you ensure that this myth in the family doesn't actually push the rising generation away and mm. make them feel like I can never measure up to the myth of grandpa who started this business against all odds and turned water into wine and here I am just trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. <laughs> yeah. And so how do we ensure that this story is really inspirational, but not intimidating. Yeah, well, there is a secret for that. And the secret is that for a good storytelling, you need a good story listener. So every time that we recreate the story, we need good listeners. And why do I mean for good listeners? You need people that are able to do questions. Because most of the story that they are listening is the official story but every time that you start to dig in this information 
and do the right questions, you will find things that they were not told. They, they, they would, they, the people that can do with, and, and you have to be very persuasive with this. You, you have to have compassion. You have to have the touch mm. to connect with the essential of, the, of this, the story. And mm. doing the right questions will let you know that not every myth is perfect, that the hero can make mistakes. And that mm. every time that they make mistakes, it, it is a part of the history that the, the teller will decide if they will tell that part or not, depending, depending on, on, on what, what they want to say. So mm. yes, uh, we have an, a, a methodology on which uh, we can invite a real hero. Uh, uh, we have a, a, one of our allies that collaborate with us, uh, Albert Bosk. He is an Iron Man. He, he's been uh, climbing peaks all around the world. He, he went walking to the South Pole. Uh, mm -hmm. he, he's incredible. He's really, he really is a hero. And when we invite him to do the speech to the family, especially to the next generation, the topic of the speech is it is important to make mistakes because every time that you make mistakes, you become the real hero. And that's oh, the most important that. part of the history. Learn from your mistakes. I so love that because I was going to ask a question about that, that is it possible that we almost mystify the founder and, you know, there's a distinction between a myth and a story and we can almost glamorize and place the founder on a, on a pedestal and make he or she look like they were infallible. They never made mistakes and, you know, like uh, a standard that's completely unattainable for the rising generation. But I love that you, you really, create and encourage vulnerability and encourage mistakes because life is mistakes isn't it we we learn by doing um, we're all on a journey of mastery either individually or collectively as our families and businesses and we learn through a lot of our mistakes so i absolutely love that you brought that up because i was going to ask you about that yeah that that's very important because if you follow the path of the hero if you follow the hero journey you will find that there are stages in the, in, the, in the path that are plenty of fear, are plenty of doubts, of mistakes. But every time that the hero faces and encourages his own destiny, he will find a way to overcome those mistakes. So this is very important that you recreate the whole myth, the, all the stages of the myth because you will find that mistakes are very important and very necessary if you really want to see the end of the road. So yes, uh, making mistakes is, is, a, is a crucial thing in our history. You need to see the hero suffer. You need to see the hero falling down and mm -hmm. rising again. And mm -hmm. that was, that really creates the hero. So, that is so true. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and, 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 and what you say is true. I mean, we, had, we have had clients with next generations that are really, um, uh, they are really scared of trying mm -hmm. because mm -hmm. they know that they are not perfect. They, they mm -hmm. will not be the, the same man or woman 
that the the families were expecting from them to to be like this and and this is a very bad situation mm. because the connection with the archetype which is something very important for a human being uh, you know in 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 the in the psyche of the of the human you have the conscious and the unconscious mm. and everything that is in the unconscious is full of myth and archetypes and the thing is that the messages that the unconscious sends to the conscious part of your of your being it's always telling you what you should do but the mm -hmm. conscious part is telling i, I is it it evaluates the risks and says yes or no mm -hmm. so uh if you don't know what is the real meaning of the hero in the family myth that you belong to you will not connect with that archetype and you will not you will not uh, let it go in the in the unconscious in the part that you need to it to be so as as Carl Jung said as far as you are not conscious of the unconsciousness of your soul you will call it destiny wow. and once and once you are conscious of that and you know exactly how the myth is and what is your role in this plot then you the, you do the click and you say yes now i know why i have to do what i have to do and and it and it, it really dismythify the myth mm, that's and it, incredible that's it, incredible it really works it really works mm. and so the the storytelling allows us to look back yes right to a skeptical you know person rising gen that hears this and it's like okay that's great we're looking to the past but how does that help us today with where we are with you know managing the family dynamics and trying to ensure that we're pushing the business forward what what are the benefits really of you know building this myth and storytelling to actually move forward as a business and as a family well, that's, that's, that's very important, Nikkei. It's, it's very important. I mean, you cannot have a future if you don't know your past. If you want to create something from the present, you need to look for the roots of your values in the past. In fact, uh, from a neurological point, the same part of the brain that creates the imagination of the future is the same part of the brain that creates the remembering of the past. If you see someone who has had an accident, for example, a, a car crash accident, and, and the part of the brain is damaged, the, the part of that, that makes them to lose their memory, and these people mm, doesn't remember anything about yesterday, for example, and you ask this, part, this person, what are you going to do tomorrow? They don't have an idea. They cannot create the future because they don't have information about their past. So it's exactly the same. You, the, the, the way that you can define a proposal of your family business is when you understand where do you come from and where are the basis of where you have to build because that is exactly what will connect and will, will make sense to connect with the future and make it, make it, 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 it um, a, a real thing that you believe in because it, this is part of your identity. So this is very important to know your past, always. 
That's incredible. And is this the importance of storytelling? Is it is it effective across all cultures or you know, is it found to be more effective in specific cultures? No, well, uh, mm, all of my, my theory are based in uh, most of the main uh, studies uh, that have been made uh, in, in the 20th century around what is the psyche and the mythology of different cultures, especially uh, um, what is based in the journey of the hero from uh, the book of Joseph Campbell. Joseph Campbell, he studied like, I don't know, a thousand different cultures around the world, from Russia, Japan, India, Africa, America, Europe, and everything that he found always led him to the same answer. So my guess is that yes, the same power of storytelling through the same methodology of reveal the myth of the hero, in this case of family business, the, the myth of the, of the founder, should work for every culture if we are based in the same principle. So yes, my guess is that it should work. And is it something that we add on to? So, you know, as each successive generation comes up, do they add to the story? How, how does it work? How does it become uh, an inclusive story that's not just about this mythological figure that was the founder that we may not have met ever in our lifetimes, but we just keep looking back towards, yeah. Yeah, well, you know, every family needs myths. Every family needs rituals. Every family needs this identity with their past. And every family in every generation recreate the myth. They, the, every family changes the myth according to what we are looking for, according to our values, according to our future. So every time that a new generation retells the story, they add and, and change things. They cannot destroy the myth because it's, it's very hard to destroy a myth or, or to create from nothing a myth, but you can change the myth. And one thing about the hero is that the hero doesn't travel alone. You know, through the, the path that he, he goes through, there are, he has allies, he has enemies. Mm. Uh, there are other archetypes that, mm. that travels with him. And in order to have a, a, a whole idea of the path of the hero, you need more people uh, to mm. add uh, their, their contribution to the, to the story. And that's when it comes for the next generation. What is my contribution to mm. this path? And usually what we have is that we could have a first journey of a first hero and then a second journey of a second hero that somehow they connect in the whole story. And, mm. and this is the chance of you to become a hero. You can be a hero because mm. in theory, a hero is made from an ordinary person. That's a myth. When you come from your ordinary world and then you, you receive the call to the adventure. Mm. And, it, and it's, it's valid to refuse the call. In fact, you should refuse the call because when you receive the call of the adventure, what you're going to feel is fear because the call is telling you, get out of your comfort zone. Mm. Come to the adventure. Come to the magical world. Come to the, to the risk. 
And usually you say, I don't want to go. <laughs> I, I want to stay here. But somehow something happens that you accept the call. And then you go through the, through the new world. You will have your allies. You will have your enemies, the traitors, the, the, the treasures, the, the, the ordeals. And one day you will find that you have the, the, the magically you are uh, in, a, in a world when you really can create. And this is a very important part of your life because you'll be very creative and everything that you do is somehow connected with the process of a family business, for example, or could be writing or could be having a podcast, anything that, mm. that makes you uh, a, a creative human being. Mm. So that's the, 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 the part. But as always in every history, there is a, a turnaround that is the return of the hero. Because for every hero to become a real hero, he must to return to the ordinary world. Hmm. And that is what we connect with the family business history, with the retirement of the hero. Why, mm. why do we need the hero to return? Because in somehow the hero that doesn't return becomes a tyrant because wow. he, pre he prefers to stay in his magical world with the power of the magical world instead of going back to the, to the ordinary world and bring the justice, which is what a hero does. A hero that returns, he brings the magic to the ordinary world and he shares with the rest of the world. And it's every so time, wow. <laughs> yeah, wow. yes. and, and that's the most, the most difficult part of the, of the, of the path. Of course. That's and, the most difficult. And there's another theme that is recurring with a lot of these heroes is a lot of them have been male. And so how can we, you know, what can we do to improve that conditioning and, and bias so that, like I said, the rising generation is inspired and not just think that's just for the men in the family. <laughs> well, you know, well, we are talking about the myth. We are not talking about the, the character itself. We, we can have myth, uh, males or females. And the most important okay. thing is that this is changing. You know, as I, as I mentioned before, you can change the myth. The society changes the myth. Yes. If you look for, uh, if, you, if you are looking for a catalog of classical uh, heroes, in, in classical Greek history, or you, you will see that there are not so many female heroes. But right now, you have a lot of female heroes, mm -hmm. a lot. I'm not, mm -hmm. I, I, I am not talking only about comic hero, superheroes. Mm -hmm. We are talking about the, the real female heroes that we see uh, everywhere in the world. So the myth is changing mm -hmm. in the way that you can see that the female myth also recreates the same path of the hero, exactly mm. the same stages. Mm. And you don't have to be attached to a, 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 a gender thing to have a hero. You can have a female hero perfectly. It's mm. incredible. So if, you know, there's someone listening and really is inspired by this and wants to take steps to infuse more storytelling in their, in their family enterprises, do you have any tips for them, how can they actually do this? Yes, well, my first advice should be try to find 
um, someone who, who helped you to recreate this, the history, if, if, especially if, if this person has any training to, to uh, lead families, because the best way that a family can get an advantage of this is having some neutrality of someone who can collect the information and present it to the family uh, in a way that, that you will have harmony, you will let the, the people uh, doing the questions. Uh, you, in somehow, you, you, someone who has the responsibility to collect the information and present it to the family in a way that could be uh, uh, some, something of creativity uh, for the family. So my best advice is try to find someone who can help it, it, it to you. And the other thing is you have to be uh, very generous, generous and, and open your heart to listen. Because as I mentioned before, it's not only telling the history, it's mm. listening to the story, connecting with the feelings and understanding that the different decision makers in every story has a value that they lean on. And that value is the one that they are giving to you as part of the legacy of the history. This is the moral of the history. So you have to listen to the story. Wow, wow, that's been incredible. Thank you so much, Yermo. If anyone wants to reach you, um, how best can they get in touch with you? You can uh, visit my webpage, uh, which is Exaudi Online. E-X-A-U-D-I online.com and we are more than glad to receive your visit. Awesome, awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nikki. Whoa, I absolutely love that conversation and I find it so empowering. It's so ironic because when we think of the hero, right, one would think that the focus is on the founder, right? But actually, in Guillermo's message, it was a true source of empowerment for you as an ex-gen as well. Because we all have an opportunity to become a hero. And we all have an opportunity to contribute to the collective family story. And as I said, a hero is made from an ordinary person. A hero is just someone that is a bearer for justice in communities. And I came across a great article by a gentleman called Richie Gibson on heroism. And he says he believes that we all have a hero in us and that most heroes are ordinary people. It's their acts that make them extraordinary, right? Heroism is not necessarily about wearing a cape, having superpowers and saving the world. In our world, heroism is not necessarily about, you know, beginning that business from scratch and turning it into this big, successful money-making machine, right? It's about helping others and striving to make a difference in other people's lives. It's about helping and creating a ripple effect that starts with you. It's not just necessarily about the family business and the family enterprise. It's also about making a change and making a difference. So it's about legacy. 
Thank you so much for listening. I'd appreciate it if you share this episode or leave a review and continue to share the love. Take good care. God bless you.